0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has opened its doors for the final day of a trading week, so it's time for the opening. And this morning, I'm speaking to Nick Kunzer from Sun Private Wealth. Nick, you went out to a restaurant last night, and but you have to be back before nine o'clock, otherwise they bang you up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, morning, Lindsay. I decided to, uh, to venture out of, of our lockdown. And uh, went to a restaurant in Johannesburg, which will remain nameless. Yes, but uh, all intents and purposes, it was quite fun. The people were laughing. It was it was actually quite nice to see that amongst all this madness, life goes on. Until of course, uh, eight forty-five came, and all of a sudden there was like a flurry for the uh, flurry for the credit card machines. As we had to get home before we got arrested for. Heaven forbid we were driving after nine pm, which kind of uh, was a short reminder. There's still a bit of madness going around, but it was it was a nice, it was a nice break. So I urge all of you to support your local restaurants in South Africa because they are open and they are trying to get back to normal. But it was it was pleasant. It was until the nine o'clock uh, curfew. It was good fun.
0: So what happens after nine o'clock? Before we get to the markets, I mean the the roads mm. are empty. There are there are certain people that can travel because they have a special certificate or Correct. something like that. Yeah. yeah, but otherwise it's it's empty
1: it is it is empty um, and i'm not quite sure what the sort of the, the plan i mean the reasoning behind it is because um you know as i said if you are essential services you can travel anyway and um you know and i saw uh, i saw a few sort of sneak bottles of wine happening at at, at the restaurant oh, and, yeah. Um, and uh, it was almost like they were, like trying to squeeze in as much as possible before the 9 o'clock curfew. So again, once again, it goes with a lot of the sort of administration's rules which seem to beg a belief. I mean, I don't know if you heard the latest rule about the taxi drivers. No, go on. And the taxis. So so taxis who obviously hold a lot more political clout than people want to believe um, are allowed now to have 100% capacity. Okay, So you're allowed to squeeze as many passengers in as you possibly can Provide Windows are open.
0: Oh, uh, the windows open. Yeah, that'll make so a big difference.
1: Cannot, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, So you can't go sit in the corner of a, of a restaurant and have a, a glass of wine, isolated against the wall with your partner. But you can squeeze fifteen into taxi provided the windows open. I mean, once again, Lindsay, I mean, going just showing the. Uh, Complete thumbsuck that uh, these rules and regulations have come up by our COVID, uh, I don't know, advisory board or whatever they're called. But uh, I digress. Don't depress me. Let's talk about the markets.
0: Let's talk about it. Let's have a look at two asset management companies that have come out with stock exchange news service announcements this morning. 91 PLC, quarter one 2021 update. 2021 update. What are we now? 2020. But anyway, they've given us an update in the share price up 2.2%. Did you read that one?
1: Yeah, briefly, but you know, it wasn't too far off. Don't forget, they they basically guided uh, not so long ago. I think it was almost two, three weeks ago. So not not far from guidance. And and when I comments, I think we all commented at the time. They were quite a good set of numbers. And and once again, you know, they just reiterated assets under management now. You know, 118 billion sterling, which is a proper number. Mm. Um, and and once again, I think I think it's a really interesting company. And we're actually starting to. Uh, as, as a group from Sun, I'm quite favouring it actually as as an alternative place for a, an asset management firm. If you're looking for an asset management firm in the past, you know Coronation was usually your go-to, but I think with the spin-off now with with Investec in '91. I think uh, the team are doing some very interesting stuff. And yeah, and, 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 and rightfully so. Nice to see them up almost 2%. Yeah.
0: Look, I've had a long association with them. So I'm slightly biased, mm. but uh, they do have some very innovative thinkers there and led, of course, by Hendrik Detoy at the top and it filters down there. They are very, Correct. very good and, at what they do and
1: and very much, very much a, a, a loss of their income and exposure from emerging markets. So if you want almost, uh, you know, a quality emerging market marketplace based in the UK that's, that are fairly independent, um, I think ninety-one is, it answers a few of those questions, and and the stocks the stocks been you know, had a good run. It's had a good run. I think it will continue continue to do so.
0: Talking about Coronation, they came out with their assets under management. It says, as per the communication for each calendar quarter end, shareholders are advised that Coronation's total assets under management, AUM, as at 30th of June 2020, are 570 billion. They don't say what it was before or Mm. what they're looking for in the future, but uh, maybe you know that number. But uh, 570 billion, it's a tidy sum.
1: It is a tidy sum, but if if memory serves me correctly, it is down slightly from, from previously. You know that's you can see the share price is actually compared to to nine one and the share price is actually down almost a, the correlation has been a very very frustrating share for a lot of shareholders uh they still have a a, a very good sort of dividend yield on the back of it um because i mean uh, with no sort of skepticism or you know, cynicism that the uh, a lot of the management own shares and they have quite a, a, a very Generous remuneration structure, um, and yeah. obviously they still pays some quite decent dividends. Eight point eight at the moment dividend yield, but uh, this, this one for me is a, a bit of a difficult. I think they're battling to to take it to the next leg. It's they're almost a victim of their own success. They they've always been around about the sort of 550, 560, another five seventy billion. They've never managed to get a great deal higher, and I think in this in this environment now, when there's a real focus on um, uh, index trackers, ETFs, and fees, etc., I think people are not overly enthusiastic with with their sort of fee structures and stuff. But uh, watch the space. I mean, they, they are a solid set of of, of guys, and and the team they are very good, but um, they seem to be backing to. Better take it to the next level, Lindsay. That'll be my comment.
0: Okay, let's move on now. No other uh, significant stock exchange news service announcements. So I'll go to the spot prices. The dollar round is sixteen seventy four. Uh, was close to six. 1650 over the last 48 hours, but it's retreated from there. The British pound against the Rand is 20.99, the Euro Rand is 19.06, the Euro Dollar is 113.87, was in the 114s a couple of days ago. Last night in the States, the Dow Jones was down half a percent, SP down a third, NASDAQ was down three quarters, but the NASDAQ futures have reversed that three quarters of a percent loss to be up almost exactly the same price. Um, Obviously, off a slightly lower base though. Uh, Dow Jones futures are flat today. The gold price, that's orbiting, flirting with 1800, keeps on dipping below there overnight, but now it's uh, 1801, which is up four. The platinum price is 822, which is unchanged.
1: Where's Palladium, please, Nick? That's down a percent. It's back under 2000, unfortunately, 1980 at the moment, 1980. That's the oil
0: price as it comes up now, theoilprice.com is the site that I use. Down very slightly, 40.43 for West Texas, which is down a quarter um, quarter of a dollar, or 0.8%. Brent crude oil is down 37 cents per barrel to exactly $43 a barrel, and that's a 0.8% loser. What's the action today?
1: Nothing in the diary, I don't think. It's, it's very thin. I mean, locally, we've got um, – we've spoken about uh, Coronation and, and the 9-1, but locally, we have uh, Zeta Investments and PSG. They're out with uh, annual general meetings for those shareholders. Look for that one. Uh, other than that, very little economic flow. Offshore, we've got um, – we'll be watching sort of Europe. We have some uh, inflation number CPI. They are due at 11 o'clock our time. And then we've got uh, EU leaders. They're meeting once again. They, they forever seem to be meeting about – the of know, this planned 750 billion euro recovery package that they've been bouncing back and forwards. So they meet once again. And then this afternoon... Uh, earnings season in America continuing with the financials. We had uh, Morgan Stanley and Wells Fargo out yesterday. Today, we've got BlackRock, which is incidentally the world's largest asset manager. And they, do, they are out with uh, their second quarter earnings this afternoon. So I think we'll take – it's one of those days, Lindsay. I think we'll probably take more guidance out of the U.S. later. But it feels like a bit of a muted muted day generally um, after, after this sort of quite a volatile week, I think.
0: Certainly does on the JSC today. The top five major moves on my 15-minute delayed screen are as follows: South 32, the commodity company, up 4.3 percent; 91, we've spoken about them, up 2.4 percent; Life Healthcare, up 2.2; 2. 2. 91 PLC as opposed to Limited, uh, up nearly 2 percent; and Anglo American Platinum, a 1.7 percent winner. On the downside, Resilient down three and three quarters; Investec PLC down two and a half; Investec Limited down two and a quarter; uh, Redefined down. 2.1 and Absa Group down 2. Point, just over 2 2%. So we got one, two, three banks there and two property companies. That says a lot, doesn't it, on the downside?
1: It does say a lot. I tell you, we we don't normally touch on it, but the one that's been quite fascinating for me, and I also I've sort of haven't been looking at the markets for last week or so, is is the strength of the rand. I mean, 16.74 it really is. Mm quite a head scratch for me. I mean, the headlines on, on the business day in South Africa today is all about, um, South African airways, uh, apparently, uh, due to receive another 10 billion. Nah, rand bailout. On, no, you, it's you, you can't even make this stuff up. And, um, the press, the financial press have been all over this this morning. It is. It's the main headline in the business day. Trying to, to figure out why, how, and who. And once again, there is no comment from Treasury. That is the official answer. We have no comment. So quite... Quite why this is still going on, I have no idea, and, and quite frankly, how the rand is holding moon is i don 't know, um, so that 's one I want to keep an eye on
0: vested interests I think that 's what it is it 's an aging fleet mm. of aircraft it 's got to have trouble leasing them out. they have to get new ones in order to save money if they do ever reopen so they 've got to they get fuel efficient aircraft and then bring their costs down. but at the moment they 're flying aging planes it 's an, it's it's an inefficient network they 've got too many routes. It's it's rotten to the core. That thing. I'm sorry.
1: Rotten to the core. It's, it's an absolute travesty. And I mean, I think in lack of it's a bit of a news vacuum this morning. But this is taking up a lot of the sort of financial headlines. And uh, I mean, the the, the the financial press here in, in Johannesburg certainly have been trying to get some comment because I mean, we are scrambling. We are going to be so short on tax revenues. We are we do not have money. That 500 billion that's been muted or certainly announced by. Our current administration, Mr. Ramaphosa, I don't even know halfway where that's coming from. And the idea now that they're going to, they have committed, and i quote this, our government has committed to secure funds for African Airways of at least 10 billion rand. Hmm. And uh, they have been trying to find out why. And according to the financial press this morning, uh, the Treasury has chosen to remain silent on the matter. And i quote this, referring inquiries to the Department of Public Enterprises. So I think we will watch this space. But, I mean, this, this could make or break, I think, the rand in the next few days. They've got, they've got to boot this into touch, shortly. So,
0: so what you're saying is that there is obviously a split within the upper echelons of the ANC. Obviously, Mr. Mbawen is probably infuriated by this, but mm. the public enterprises people are saying, uh, this is what we want, and uh, if, we, mm. if, you, if we don't get it, then maybe they're holding a gun to someone's head. I don't know. Mm. But the ANC is but, a, you know, a split party yeah, again.
1: Completely down the middle, completely right. But yeah, and the irony of this is, Lindsay, I mean, if, if they're actually... He did come out and finally say, as we all want them to say, is that no more money is going to be throwing good money after bad. Let's get rid of SA. I'm telling you now the Rand would strengthen. It would be a positive impetus. Mm. On that same note, we had uh, um, the, the JSC uh, came out with some figures this morning uh, that the, in the first quarter of this year, so it's only up until end of March, that uh, South African investors were net sellers mm. of South African bonds and stocks to the highest on record. So that that trend is is certainly not going in the right direction.
0: Nick, thank you very much for your time. We'll speak again for the end of the day's analysis on the five o'clock shadow. But that was the opening. And Nick Kunza is from Sandman Private Wealth. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or